Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Well, hey, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> How is everybody? Don't mind me. I'm trying to get everything situated as usual. Hi, dumbass. I, I'm, I'm taking it that's supposed to say, hi, dumbass. <laughs> and not, yeah. I, a dumbass. Yeah, we know. We know you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good evening, Scott. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> hi, Nicole. <laughs> hi, Andy. What's up, Andy? The nickname's Bigfoot now. Not you. I think he's referring to Scott. Oh. No, because he put, I mean, Eddie. <laughs> oh, he did, too. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to save face, Andy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. All right, I think I got all my chats up. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, Scott's looking in the mirror again. He said, hi, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Missy and Essie. Did you get Pepsi, by the way? Yes. Okay. It's not my fault you walked right on by it. I was trying to hurry. Why I have my you, coffee. Why? You were already late. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love you, but I was like, I got to go have one more cigarette before I go live. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're welcome. How is everybody? I can laugh and hear you, dummy. Well, I hope you can. My mic's on. <laughs> you guys are silly. I tell you. At least that baldness hasn't made you go deaf. <laughs> How is everybody on a Friday? Should probably get some of my, um, what I'm going to, my links up. Yeah, probably without. Probably. See, for her it's Friday, for me it's Saturday. Yeah, that's true. Big news, you you ate today. Congratulations. That's good. No, hey, that's Heather. good. Hey, Heather. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. That's right. That's what I say to Eddie when he does something. <laughs> Oh, my little boy's growing up. I'm sure you have, Andy. I'm sure you use that word very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that everything's going. So we got Moon Cookie <laughs> Sisters. <laughs> That's right. Moon Cookie Sisters. That's right. Sorry, guys. I'm so not prepared. God, the more I come back, the more I have a problem getting prepared. 
And here I am, just sitting back, chilling out. I'm already ready. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you guys doing good today? Is it a good Friday evening? Did you have a good Friday? I had a fantastic Friday. Have you had a good, did you have a good Friday? Absolutely. All right. Work with smooth. <laughs> a smooth. Hi, Linz. Hey, Lynn. Shokley Mooncake. Don't ask. I don't know. Welcome to me. <laughs> That's scary. I know, it's scary. <laughs> it's very, very scary. Oh, why did I do that? Some bitch. Somewhere. There we go. I think I got it all set up here. <laughs> Andy says, well, I was going to cook dinner, bacon, eggs, and fries, but some selfish people went live. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> How dare they? I know. I'm waiting for Shadows to get your hands on the, this fucking Missy to keep sending me this link. That's right. He, every time I send him the link in the chat, he's like, I don't know who this chick is, but this Missy chick needs to go away. She sent me another link. And I'm like, I'll kick her ass. <laughs> That's how we talk to each other. It's very weird. Yep. You know. Terms of endearment. That's right. Fuck off. That's right. <laughs> do I dare try to do this? Oh, uh, what the fuck? I know, that's what I'm saying. Right? Around. You're the best around. Let's see. I don't know if this is going to work. That's cool, Scott. Okay, no problem. You know, we never have a problem with that. Yay! Thank you for the ice cream. Let's see. Honestly, we will be starting the show here soon. Yes, we will. I promise. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Oh, it's not enough. Okay. I still need more for 200. <laughs> I'm sitting at 192, Scott. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, everybody. Hey, Giggles. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do that. All right, well, we'll just screw that for right now. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening. I'm doing Hi. good, Lens. Thank you. Hi, Giggles. Uh, Lens uh, says she's going to be doing a tarot reading uh, her next... Um, stream. Awesome. But later is a quiz game that is really fun. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. I know I got to get back to streaming games again. 
we'll do that soon. I don't know. We'll figure it all out. How are you doing, Steve? Steve! My Russian-American friend. How is you? So, alright, here we go. On today's show, we are talking everything, of course. Um, on the ghostly part of the show, we are talking about a ghostly lady with a walking stick caught on camera at w Old Wardoff Castle. Then we're talking about a woman reportedly wakes up to find a charcoal-colored cloud shape emanating an amber light floating in her bedroom. Do you have Lindsay's uh, YouTube uh, link? Not on hand. <laughs> but you have it, right? Yes. Okay, because after the show, I'll need it so I can go over and sub to her. Okay, definitely. Um, and then we'll talk about the bizarre disappearance of 3,000 Nanak soldiers in 1939. Now, I didn't do that last week, did I? I did. It's such a good freaking story, and I wanted to share it, and I can't remember. Which one? The About the 3,000 Nanak soldiers disappearing. No, I don't think you did. Hello, Mulan! How are you? Welcome, welcome. And then we're going to talk about these ghostly circles in outer space. What are they? In our cryptid portion, we're going to talk about Wisconsin's dogman phenomenon and how did it begin. And we're going to talk about fairy food for thoughts. And then an Australian man captures a black panther on camera in the Mornington Peninsula. So he caught a black panther on camera. Well, these are the big cats that are showing up around the world that nobody... Oh, talking about them huge bastards. Yeah. It's a freaky geek. Hello, freaky geek. Sorry, your got here too soon. <laughs> Boy, everybody's tongue-tied today. <laughs> I know, right? In the UFO, alien, and space portion of the show, we're going to talk about Russia and China to sign agreement on an international lunar research station. And it's funny because the story says, well, I wonder what, who's going to have the welcome mat, what it's, what it's going to say. <laughs> Go away, nobody's home. Right? <laughs> and then from um, alien abductions to extricating souls, more on why some believe the alien greys are taking our souls. In the weird portion, we're talking about um at least a, a dozen terrifying dolls nailed to trees in the Canuck Chase Woods. An iconic Area 51 black mailbox ranch of for sale. And was the Doma light that happened back in the day a secret Soviet weapon? Also, we're talking about scientists successfully perform a memory transplant between living organisms. And scientists also think they have found a portal to the fifth dimension. As always, over on my podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate every each and every one of you for the downloads. You guys are doing awesome. Make sure you follow and subscribe over there on the podcast portion. And um, leave a review if you would. That helps us give views, more views. I'll leave you a friggin' review. I bet you will. Leave the word I out of the damn conversation. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> I is the new we. I think Freaky said it the right, the right way the other day. There is no I in we. 
Right, that's true for you, right? Now keeping your distance is another form of space, and it's all life-saving. Not all, well, that's the thing. This black mailbox is actually white, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> See, yes, Freaky Geek said it. I is the new we now. Hmm. And then, of course, we'll check the UFO stalker to see how many UFOs have been over our skies, or at least spotted over our skies in the last week. Oh, you said that too, Heather? Okay, Heather said it first then. <laughs> oh, why? Because she's a female, you gotta take her side? That's right. We're moon cookie sisters. Duh. <laughs> yes, Freaky Geek, somebody is very colorblind. <laughs> See, even Freaky Geek. Freaky, says. man, I was, I was trying to take your side here. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Man, what happened to bros before hoes? <laughs> you got poked, Andy? What? It's a, listen, in the wee. Oh. And one of my wees is still watering. Oh. <laughs> I just thought I just thought Andy got poked. I was like, what? Wounds rule in there? Oh, thank you, Lynn. I The podcast is everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's Shadows of the Moon. Same same name and everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anywhere. Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, TuneIn. Everywhere. Podbean. It's out there everywhere. Jellybean. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we get to the first story. The, the what? The first story. Oh, oh, I forgot to send out my tweets. Hold on. Let me. What's today? Friday. All day. Has been for ten hours twenty minutes. All right. <laughs> so the first thing up we're going to talk about is what are these ghostly circles out in space? And I'll go ahead and share this because you know. I'm real big on sharing stuff. And restream takes forever. Maybe I'll share this. Oh, you still it's, love that show, Nicole. What's that? The dinosaurs. Oh, yes. Yes, he. Yeah. Not the mama. I hear that all the time. Hell, I'll poke him for a shoelace. <laughs> so this is what they're talking about. Can you guys, can you see that? No. It didn't pop up? No. Oh, no, because I got to press the button. Damn it. I'm trying to be quick about it, and that doesn't work. Oh, Andy. <laughs> I know you hate me right now. Yes, Lens, I love that, that, that show. Now, can you see it? Barely, but yeah. I know. Control scroll. It didn't work. Nope. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> so these ghostly holes are showing up in out of space. Oh, freaky, take it easy. 
I think they were just gases. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I actually don't think they're, they're holes or circles. I, I think it's just uh, space gas. Yeah. Well, as soon as I can get to the page, I will... Did it stop sharing? No, it didn't. No. No, it did. Okay. <laughs> Oi! It's Friday. So, astronomers, <laughs> first word, why not, have been attempting to explain a strange phenomenon involving ghostly circular smoke rings. No, not at all, Lynn's. Lynn wants to know uh, when she does a live stream on YouTube if we would mind if she got us uh, a partner. No, not at all. It'd be an honor. Definitely. But my beer is coming with me. <laughs> so astronomers have been attempting to explain the strange phenomenon involving ghostly circular, circular smoke rings. Professor Ray Norris um, of the School of Science in Western Sydney University explores the mystery. In September of 2019, my colleague Anne Knepska gave a presentation showing interesting objects she found while browsing our new radio astronomical data. She had started noticing very weird shapes that she couldn't easily, um, couldn't fit easily in any type known object. Among them, labeled Vienna is WTF. What the fuck? Yeah. Or what the fart? What the fart? What the fart? <laughs> it was a picture of a ghostly circle of a radio emission hanging out in space like a cosmic smoke ring. None of us have ever seen anything like that before, and we have no idea what it is. A few days later, our colleague Emil Lenk found a second one, even more spooky than Anna's. Anna and Emil have been exhuming the new images from our pi pilot observations. Oh, what the fart? <laughs> oh, what the fart? That's down low a little bit. Yeah, that was, yeah. I'll turn that up. Um pilot observations for the evolutionary map of the universe project made by CSIRO's revolutionary, revolutionary new Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder Telescope. Hurry back, Andy, and remember if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. <laughs> EMU, hurry back, Andy, plans to boldly probe parts of the universe where no telescope has gone before. It can do so because ASKAP, what'd you hear? You didn't hear that? I, heard, I thought maybe it was a bird or something. No, it sounded like somebody was moving something in the living room. Uh -huh. um, because ASKAP can survey large swaths of sky very quickly, prob probing into a depth previously only reached by tiny areas of the sky and being especially sensitive to faint diffused objects like these. He said, I predict a couple of years ago, before this exploration of the unknown, would probably make unexpected discoveries, which I called WTFs. But none of us expected to discover something so unexpected, so quickly. Because of the enormous data volumes, I expected discoveries would be made using machine learning. But these discoveries were made by good old-fashioned eyeballing. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Did I echo? 
I don't know. I sounded very loud to myself. Ricky even says it, it sounded like a wood chair being slid on the floor. Yeah, well, we don't have wood floors. <laughs> no. <laughs> and our chairs won't drag. We got wheels. Yeah, we got wheelies. So our team searched the rest of the data by eye, and we found a few more mysterious round of blobs. They're du they dubbed them the orcs, which stand for odd radio circles. But the big question, of course, is what are they? At first, we suspected an image artifact, perhaps generated by software error, but we soon confirmed that they are real using the radio telescopes. We still have no idea how big or far away they are, they could be objects in our galaxy, perhaps a few light years across. Hey, Reg from Alaska. Hey, Reg from Alaska, how are ya? Or they could be far away in the universe and maybe millions of light years across. When we look at the images taken in the optical telescopes at the position of the orcs, we see nothing. The rings of radio emission are probably caused by clouds of electrons, but we don't see anything visible or any visible wavelengths of light. We don't know, but finding a puzzle like this is the dream of any, every astronomer. Well, I got a problem. Jim said he's enjoying a nice sunny day today. So while he can enjoy the sunshine, while you're, are you, while you're at work, I'm going to enjoy my beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, they know what they, they're not. Um, they went through a list of things. Thank you for the ice cream. Where did that come from? Heather! Thank you, Heather. <coughs> um, it said, could they be supernova remnants? The clouds of debris left behind when a star in our galaxy explodes? And they said, no. They are far from the most most of the stars in the Milky Way, and there are too many of them. Welcome back, Andy. Welcome back. And could they be rings of radio emissions sometimes seen in galaxies undergoing intense burns of star information? They said again, no. We don't see any underlying galaxy that would be hosting the star formation. Could they be giant lobes of radio emissions as seen in radio galaxy caused by jets of electrons squirting out from the environs of supermass black hole? They said not likely, because the orcs are very distinct, distinctly circular, unlike the tangled clouds we see in radio galaxies. And then they said, could they, could they be... Einstein's rings, in which radio waves from a distinct galaxy are being bent into a circle by the gravitational field of a cluster of galaxies. And they said, still no. Orcs are too symmetrical, and we don't see a cluster in their center. So they're really trying to figure out why they're seeing this. Um, they even, two Russian scientists even suggested that orcs might be the throats of wormholes in space-time. So it's going to be inter interesting to keep up on this story to see what they could be and what, you know what I mean? Absolutely, uh, Alaska. Get ready for the fake alien invasion. Oh, yeah, definitely. Did we say hi to Jim when he came in, just Jim? Yeah, you told him warm. He's I don't know what I said to him, but I can't remember if we know. said hi when he came in. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. I don't remember <laughs> if we said hi or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> So pretty cool information. I, I look forward to uh, keeping up on that, see what is going on and everything. What part of Alaska was Red from? 
I know it wasn't too far from us, I don't think. I think he's in, like, Fairbanks, maybe? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't remember. I know they told us. Next up on our stories is... <laughs> Ancient graves in mysterious enclosure discovered at Stonehenge ahead of tunnel construction. So they found these um, bones. They found a grave of a woman in her 20s crouched around a pot or breaker. Wasilla. Wasilla, that's right. I shouldn't remember right that. Right up there by Tom. Yeah. Um, so it was found by archaeologists only a short distance from the stone circle of St um, Stonehenge. It's sought to date from about 4,500 years ago. So, in case you don't know, they're making a road tunnel besides Stonehenge. And it's led to the discovery of ancient graves, including the ones of a remains of a baby dating back more than 4,500 years. Strange, it, they also found a strange earth enclosure and prehistoric pottery, among other buried treasures. Some of the finds may have been used by people who built the mysterious uh, monument, meaning Stonehenge, and all of the region was inhabited by different ancient people for thousands of years. Collectively, the finds allow us to build up an even more detailed picture of what people were doing and how were they living in Stonehenge or by Stonehenge. It wasn't the old uh, myth or folklore or story or whatever the hell you want to call it. It wasn't a Easter Island, the top half of the body where Stonehenge was supposed to be the legs. And there, there is a, I can't remember if it was Stonehenge. I don't think it was Stonehenge, but it was something else that was supposed to be. I remember reading or and, seeing it on TV or yeah, something. Yeah, and they're supposed to be connected all the way through the earth. Right. That's why it, it kind of, when I was talking about the Alaskan Triangle and the um, Bermuda Triangle, I was seeing, I was like, could it be a what, Merkaba? Was it a doorway? Yeah, could it be a Merkaba? Because that's what one of the myths were that the, that the Bermuda Triangle is a, actually a pyramid. Yeah. And that's coming out of the water. So it's like a Merkaba or a Merkaba in the world. Right, yeah. The Moira and Easter Islands are buried to a hell of a depth. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Before breaking ground on the $2.4 billion project to move a nearby highway underground, UK authorities have tasked Wasik Archaeological... <laughs> Archaeological... Oh, my God. Really, I can't speak today with making a thorough investigation of the land above it. To do this, archaeologists walk with the fields and create trenches and pits to test for remains and artifacts along the two-mile-long two strip where the road tunnel is planned. The team was guided by surveys from the air and used geophysical survey equipment to look for land disturbed by digging and structures in the distant past. So they're finding all this different stuff around Stonehenge that they didn't realize was there before, which I thought it was neat. Well, I think just because they took such an interest in into the structure itself. Right. They never studied the land around it. Right. Of course, they have, you know, the blue stones, um, which actually 
one of the people that I watch on YouTube has one of the blue stones um, from Stonehenge. Now, all the places you're talking about, Andy, here, here, you know, you, that's a really good point. And I'm wondering, in a way, are they all connected? Do they all come together to create one big story that nobody's been able to put together? Right. Well, that's the thing, you know, like they, the structures of the Mayans and stuff like that. Here's people that's lived on different continents and knew the same structure. Right, yeah. You know? And here, Freaky Geek, wow. I want to see if you can Google Earth, Easter Island, and Stonehenge at the same time, see if the legs get broken or bent at an odd angle. Right. Hey, Nubs! Hey, Nubs! Excuse me, sorry. Huh? What did we miss? I don't know. Unless he's talking about the uh, break of the legs or going at an odd angle. Oh, no. Eddie and Missy, can you send out prayers and thoughts to Colin from Caledonia Paranormal Investigation Team? I just got a call say he's gravely ill in the hospital. No, are we course. talking about the same Colin that, that calls everybody asshole? No, 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 that's Kalen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Definitely prayers to Colin from Caledonia Paranormal Investigation Team. Of course, prayers go out to him. Without a doubt. Everybody, you know, just send positive vibes. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to you, you know, when you hear about Gobekli Tepe and, and Stonehenge and Easter Island and, you know, even, the, it's just definitely wild to see the different um, structures, but yet built the same way, kind of? Eerily the same, but visually different. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're fine. You didn't cut in. Something like that's never cutting in. No, definitely. Definitely. Always feel free to do that. Eddie, even if it's... Oh, no, when he's talking about the calls everybody asshole, it's a joke. It's not freaky geek. It's not mean-wise. No, he, he, I mean, he calls every, he says, look, I got a new asshole. <laughs> he, he's, everybody's come to, except he calls everybody asshole. Yeah. He we, does have a... Uh, medical and mental disabilities. Nubs knows more yes, than we Yes, absolutely. Do. But he, he, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's funny. And we all recognize him and say, hey, asshole. Yep. You know? <laughs> so it's not, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not me. Love you too, bro. I understand you got to go make some phone calls. Take stay, care, Scott. Stay positive. So the preliminary investigations um, unearthed ditches to the southeast of the monument that could be part of an old Iron Age fort known locally as a Vespian's camp, named after the Roman general, later emperor, who died or who led a military force in the area during the Roman invasion of Britain after A.D. 43. Even so, there's no evidence 
that the four had anything to do with him. I'm going to let you read what Andy said because I'm not even going to try to pronounce that goddamn word. <laughs> I've seen that word before, but I, I mean, I know what he's talking about, but yeah. I want to say Quetzalcoatl. Close. Quetzalcoatl. Plumed serpent. Um, you will also notice that the god Quetzalcoatl plumed serpent of South America and the the Moy both have bearded faces that look similar to 14th century Spanish. Yes. It, it broke down. It, Andy broke it down. Quetzalcoatl. Okay, that one. Thank you, Andy. Hurry back, Freaky. I love that Andy does that. It makes I know, right? it so much easier. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You look at the different pottery, you know, the, the of the gods and stuff, and... You just, you never know. It's all connected somehow. I believe it is. I mean, there's some that I think there's variance, if that makes sense. Well, it does. All right. Next on our list, because we have so much to go through. You see, she doesn't know how to plan things for a two-hour show. She has it set for nine hours. I do. I do. But she gets so wrapped up into her stories and her investigations that she doesn't realize the time frame that she's... Well, not only that, I love talking to you guys about this stuff. So, you know, I always try to leave, you know... I'd rather have more for the show than less. And I understand that. But then she gets mad at me. Oh, we can get to the end of it. <laughs> no, we've been doing good lately. We've been yeah, doing you, really you, good. Yeah, you, you, you don't pick on me anymore. No, I don't. So, the next story is, woman reportedly wakes up to find charcoal-colored cloud shape emanating in an amber light floating in her bedroom. Yeah, always something to talk about. And that's what I hoped hope for each time you know jim says we should do a 24-hour show no no no. let's stand corrected here jim let's shadows do a six-hour show and we'll let chaos cover the rest of it <laughs> right remember you did that 24-hour live yep i pushed it to the point where i actually finally had to wake her up and i'm like i can't do it anymore <laughs> finally came up with a viable reason why ufos might visit earth possibly of ancient advanced race left earth due to massive ice and snowball earth and they return to check out life now that's true i mean we did go through an ice age so do you think around the ice age areas when they left so a, a question could be on that then did the aliens actually inhabit this planet and then they took off and then and then humans came but they want to come back to make sure that their planet is okay and they're getting pissed off because we're actually ruining it i don't know i will <laughs> say i have a feeling that's you know i well yeah loads of ice ages but i mean you know what i mean just like the first ever ice age the one that destroyed everything. 
48 hour show too yeah no no i think the record's over 70 something hours i will still be doing my alzheimer's longest day of the year i'll be doing that every year the 24 hour show that's it <laughs> science and curiosity over how the human race has fared etc that's true yeah heather we'll be doing that sometime <laughs> what's that um, another oh, investigation, another on, investigation hotel. on the hotel that was that was cool. Is she talking about where we live now? Yeah. It, it would be so much better if we could convince Jason to have him turn off the lights down in a basement, and we could take down our grid light and shit and, right. and everything. Right. That would be yeah. That would be cool. Shut up, Andy the hell 72 hours straight <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i would be so done for like months if we could do that if we could convince them just to kill the lights downstairs right just for one night and use our grid lights with the camera and everything else and yeah that would be pretty fucking cool See, the thing with, with me, too, Andy, is I, when it comes to, like, talking about the Anunnaki and that, the, the, the old Sumerian Texas stuff in there, I, it scares me for some reason, and I have no reason to be scared about. So it's like, I don't know if I'm, like, recalling something in the past or, you know, it's just weird to me. And, Jim, it's not technically a basement it's the first floor of the hotel but it sits, we call it the basement it sits uh a little bit underground yeah just below uh ground level so everybody calls the downstairs rooms in the basement but they're the best rooms because they're cooler in the winter summertime. summertime and then you got the spa tubs right in the room instead of running the spa room which has a huge hot tub, well, three of them do. <laughs> um, instead of renting and paying more for the spa tubs, people should rent the basement rooms. I mean, they're awesome. We just call it the basement. I mean, we don't advertise as the basement. <laughs> Andy wants to know, have you ever looked at the ancient texts of the of India and in their, in their carving of people and flying vessels, nuclear weapons going off? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that, and it's crazy. It's really freaking crazy to read about stuff like that. Even, you know, I don't know. Obviously, something was going on back then that we have no clue about. And, like, nobody wants to look at that. I mean, obviously, we look at that stuff. But, like, scientific people, you know, uh, archaeologists, they don't look at it like that. But you, you, we're never going to know the truth. That That's the problem with everything. They will tell you what they think they want you to hear, and that's it. Right, right. It's just, it's nuts to me that they don't take into account of everything that has welcome back, welcome freaky. back freaky geek that has you know come into play 
I mean, now mind you, things are changing slowly, but it's still the point of, I feel like they're, they just have to rewrite history books and they're not going to do that. They've already done it twice with Pluto. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pisses me off. So-called scientists say, um, well, where are the remains, etc.? What would a brand new car look like in 10,000 years? A red-brown spot in the dirt and nothing more. That's true. Yep. Exactly. That's I mean, why I hate people when that, I throw a cigarette butt on the ground. Oh, you litter. No, I didn't. Give it seven years, it, it'll decompose. Well, the filter that they have a problem with. That's what I just said, yeah. a cigarette butt. The filter, the butt. Welcome, Quack Freaky. How, who the hell is Quack Freaky? What? And <laughs> Nicole, instead of, it will oh. roll back instead of <laughs> back. Maybe off topic, but I've seen a video of a tribe with people with extra digits, fingers, and toes. I saw that, it, yeah. That, that, you can't really, because there are people today that still end yeah. up with that. Oh, yeah. Web toes. Right. But again, I think a lot of it has to do with what's activated in our junk DNA. They call it junk DNA. Um, the overflow shit that we supposedly don't need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, on to the woman reportedly wakes up with seeing this. Investigator Mike Lucas recently put the Singular 14 Society in contact with a woman in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who said that she awoke one late, one late summer night in 2009 to find a charcoal-colored cloud shape emanating from an amber light near the ceiling of her bedroom. The woman agreed to use her first name, which is Jane in this article. It's, imagine that. How convenient. She agreed to use her name. Her name's Jane. Her last name's Doe. <laughs> it's probably late summer 2009. It was a long time ago, and it only happened at one time. Other things have happened in the house, but this is the one thing I can't categorize, Jane said in a phone interview with investigator Tobias Weiland. It was in the middle of the night. I was woken up. I don't typically wake up at night, but I can't say that it was a noise or anything that woke me up. I just woke up. I'm a very pragmatic, practical, logical person. And when I saw it in the room, I couldn't put any reasoning to it. At the foot of the bed near the ceiling, there's a corner wall where there's a built-in dressers. And next to the built-in dressers, there's a window that had a window air conditioner in it. There were little cracks of light on both sides of the window where the air conditioner fits. You know how the little... It doesn't fit all the way in the window. Right. So it kind of hangs out a little. Right. So up in the corner on the ceiling, there was an object that I would say was probably four feet wide by two or three feet tall, sitting near the top of the ceiling. It was charcoal-colored cloud shape, but it wasn't cloud-like. Cloud, sh cloud shape meaning it had puffiness around it, but it looked solid, a solid charcoal color. Inside of it, there looked like there was an amber light kind of trying to immunuate from the inside out. You could see gradations of the amber light from the inside to the outside of the charcoal cloud. If I had a shoe or something, I, I could have thrown it at it. I swear it would have bounced off because that's how solid it looked. 
So it seems like she's very, you know, like she's gone through this in her mind. Like, what the hell could that be? What the fart? What the fart could that be? Um, but the amber light from the inside, that's what got me. Immediately I thought, I'm dreaming. I must have woken up during a dream, and that's still part of my dream. Okay, I'll just close my eyes, and when I wake up, it'll be gone. I closed my eyes, and I couldn't go back to sleep. I peeked up, and it was still there. She's like, I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm pinching myself. I'm awake. Um, I'm 100% awake, and I'm looking at this thing going, I don't know what that is. So I turn over, and maybe 20, later, 20 minutes later, I thought it was going to fade away because... Clearly, it's not part of a dream. It must be a hallucination. <laughs> 20 minutes go by, I turn over, and it's still there. It's not moving. There's nothing about it that's mobile or foggy or anything. It's just hanging there solid. Eventually, I must have fallen asleep because the next morning it wasn't there, and I wasn't afraid. I wasn't calling anybody saying something strange happened last night. It wasn't like that. Jane was at a loss to explain the event, although it wasn't... <coughs> Thank you for the limos! Thank you! Nicole. That was from Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I've had other occurrences in the house. She said, I'm a third owner of the house. After it was built in 1948, I learned from the granddaughter of the first owner that the grandfather who had built the house had passed away in the kitchen. That's that much I do know. If you want to talk spiritual stuff, I've always felt protected in the house, she continued. I bought the house myself, and a few later I was married for just a short time. And during that time, there was a lot of chaos and drama. Damn chaos. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, psychological problems in the house. A lot of stress and a lot of illness. Yep, you know chaos is around. <laughs> <laughs> Also, during that time, during the summer of 2002, a particular event involving an electric typewriter... This is where I thought it was very cool. An electric typewriter occurred. One for which she still don't have an explanation. According to Jane, my then-husband had an office in the basement. And one day when I was home alone, I heard this noise. I went down in the basement, and here was his electric typewriter going nuts. <laughs> It was just typing over and over. It was weird. Heather says, just saying, if I saw something like that floating in my room, I don't think I could fall asleep. I've had experiences like that where I got freaked out at first. Well, Freaky said, uh, you know, I, I'm allowed to have some fun too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that night, though, when I was laying on the bed and I was falling asleep, and all of a sudden I was like, what the hell, why, who, why are you standing over me? Yeah, yeah. And I seen a, a shadow just and, as plain as day. And just before that, I had seen a flash over his head. Matter of fact, when I saw the flash, I was Googling what is, <laughs> I was Googling, like, what would make a flash out the corner of your eye. But the weird part is, it was I seen the shadow as plain as day with my eyes closed. Yeah, exactly, because the lights were on and everything. <laughs> so she went downstairs and the electric typewriter was going nuts by itself. It was just typing over and over. 
I thought, well, something's wrong with it. Why is it on and typing away? There's no paper in it. Then I looked at the on-off switch and it was in the off position. It was plugged in, but it was off. When my husband came home, I said, you're never going to believe what happened. That typewriter of yours just started typing by itself. And he's like, was there paper in it? And he, she said, no, no paper in it. He said, well, let's put some paper in it. You know. Why not? I said, it's not going to happen again. It's an electronic glitch. It's not going to happen again. So he insisted, put some paper in it. So I put some paper in it. <laughs> Within the week, he was home the second time. I heard it go off again. We both ran downstairs and it was typing away. I wish I was making this up because I'm shaking now thinking about it. But at the time, I wasn't afraid. I just thought it was a glitch. It was typing letters in a sequence. And when it stopped, because he unplugged it again, it was in the off position. I pulled the paper out and he's trying to make a pattern on the letters to figure out if it says anything. Cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> classified <laughs> no, no. Like, well, we, yeah. like we worked in puzzles uh letters it didn't have any vowels so he was trying to think of what could make sense if you put vowels in it he thought it was like leviathan over and over again i don't know here's what the letters were So he thought maybe Leviathan, but but it kept doing that over and over and over. The repeating sequence was in italic font, something Jane's husband at the time said was impossible. I, I could say that there was something wrong with the typewriter. I could easily accept that, but then again, it happened two times, and I've always felt this protective spirit in the house. But because there wasn't paper in it the first time, they don't know what it typed. Right, right. Love thy neighbor. Looks like Roman numerals to me. Well, kind of it does. But I don't know of a Roman numeral N. Yeah, there's a, well, I don't know. My ex-husband told me the script, it was written and wasn't in that typewriter. So the italic wasn't in that typewriter. It was just a plain one script typewriter from the 1970s. It only had one font. And this was scripted font. I said, it can't be. You have to have two fonts in there. Which I could see me and you arguing back and forth. Going, it's, it can't be. You know? Oh, it can't be. <laughs> and it is <laughs> um, one italic and one normal but he claimed there is no italic font in the typewriter I thought maybe he just didn't know that he had it <laughs> That's, you kind of blow it off like yeah it just whatever alright freaky geek hurry back others have had experiences strange experiences and strange phenomena in the house too she said including her niece's now ex-husband whom jane had hired to work on the drywall in her basement he didn't like to work in the house by himself because he said he felt like his the house had many spirits in it something or, or something and he would hear them when he was in the basement jane said 
As for herself, Jane had only one other strange experience in the house. The only other time I can remember was a Cape Cod, it's a Cape Cod style home. So the upstairs is like a double room, like a bunked out dormer style. I was upstairs one night and I heard some clunking and clanging sounds coming from the bathroom. I said, I very carefully went down, or she said, I went very carefully went downstairs and investigated it. It sounded like something metal hitting the inside of the bathtub. When I checked out, there was nothing out of place. Jane added that she had later found out that the house's second owner had a son who passed away in the house. But the experiences had been with Jane prior to buying the house. So, one night at 9 p.m. in the summer of 1960. One night at 9 p.m. in the summer of 1992, she encountered an invisible phenomenon in her one-bedroom apartment in Montgomery, Illinois, that would spark continued harassment by unknown forces. Jane said, I had spent the evening with some friends from church. It was a summer night. I came home, and I had a laundry basket in the bathroom. I went to toss my socks in the laundry basket. You know how much force and effort it takes to throw something two feet to land in a basket. So I went to toss the socks, and they were going through the air, and it hit like an invisible wall. Hi, Mo. Hey, Mo. How are you? Welcome, welcome. Um, ver vertically, the socks dropped short of the basket, and my eyes just bugged out. And I had, which is true. I mean, if you toss something like socks it, to go... And in, it just stops. Yeah, it's like, oh... <laughs> I can understand that. She's like, that was weird. From that moment on that night, there was something there. It haunted me until I had to move out. It was an ongoing darkness. It didn't let me sleep. I just felt kind of harassed. <laughs> Whatever has nothing to do with that. <laughs> he called you out, honey. Call me out, I'll throw them on camera, I don't give a damn. <laughs> so what do you guys think this cloud with the amber thing in the middle of it was? She said it looked, you know, the cloud, she's saying a cloud, it wasn't, it was solid. But it looked like a cloud because it had the, how clouds are fluffy like, on the outside. Look. Yeah. Could that have been this person's, like, chariot that they were riding on? And that's why it looks solid. All right, Mo. Hurry back. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard. I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard of amber lights. I mean, those are all over the place suddenly. Ambient camouflage. Uh, like the light was trying to hide the the spirit, ghost, whatever the hell it was. Maybe. I mean, I've never heard. Hey, did I, oh, I thought I saw Ron's name. <laughs> never mind. It was just telling me that Ron Weasley is my stream boss. <laughs> it gets everybody else, but now it got me. <laughs> Welcome back, Freaky. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of a charcoal cloud with something in the middle of it. Marshmallows. 
marshmallows? I don't know. <laughs> Those people with the cloud didn't live in no, no, they didn't. How do you know? Where, where, where do we live? It was in, like, Wisconsin or something. Oh, maybe it was no Wisconsin. No, it was the Kenichiwa or something. I don't know. Guys, ask me that when I click out. Always. I could leave it up there forever until I click it out, and then you guys are all like, where was it? <laughs> we know. Yeah, I know. We're all on the same page. You guys wait for that. <laughs> but yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I've never heard of somebody having that kind of experience before. I mean, not that kind of experience, but seeing something like that before. Missy getting an amber light and shine it in Eddie's eyes and look into his ears and see the cloud and amber glow yourself. <laughs> I've heard you leave things down below in the video, but never seem to find them. The links. The links. Yes, they're in my description. You gotta say, you gotta hit the button that says, see more. Don't worry, Freaky. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> and I live with her. <laughs> You'll get a whole list of things down there. And they got boxes for everything. Here, <laughs> <laughs> man. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All right, ghostly lady with a walking stick caught on the camera of an old Wardle castle. When Carol... Don't laugh at him. You're just going to make, you know, it works. But, but Seymour was eaten by the alien plant in the movie, was he not? <laughs> <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Little shop of horrors. Yep, love that movie. When Carol Earl was visiting Old Wardoff Castle near Tisbury, England, she took several pictures of the location and noticed something very odd in one of them. In the photo, which was taken by a digital camera, Carol is leaning up against a wall of the castle, but behind her, there appeared to be an apparition of an older person with a walking stick. Oh my God, Andy. Oh my God. And he says, oh my effing God, I just clicked the see more button and sure as hell there's Eddie's boxer, boxers. <laughs> Sorry, but I wear fitted briefs. <laughs> <laughs> she recalled her shock when she noticed the ghastly figure, or the not the ghastly, but the ghostly figure. I was quite surprised, quite excited. There was absolutely nobody there at the time, nobody walking by, nobody in the vicinity. Just myself and my daughter who took the picture, so I don't know how it could have happened. She described the figure as being female with glasses and a walking stick. Why would she have a walking stick? Was she, did she look older? Yeah, no, it was an older female. Okay. Yes, and you, you click the see more, not see men. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And welcome to Shadows in the Moon. 
and Carol wasn't the only visitor to the castle encountered a ghostly apparition. A former English Heritage employee at the castle stated that numerous visitors to the location have seen the ghostly figure of an older lady near the lake, especially on moonlit nights, but she disappeared as soon as uh, they reached the shore. The staff, however, never saw the apparition. That's kind of... Yeah. Or do they not say because they're like... But then again, and we discussed this when, when we talked about paranormal and everything. If they want you to see it... Right. You'll see it. Right, yeah. And if they don't want you to see it, you're not going to see it. Right. Martin Hasted, who was once employed at the employee at the castle, said it's always seemed pretty unhaunted to me. But there was a story of a gray lady who had, who has been seen walking down to the lake, adding, in that although of all the staff have never seen or heard anything odd during their many years of walking around in the dark. He went on to say that it was only ever visitors to the location who reported strange things. It's not it's not only in Ontario, freaky geek. It, walking sticks is a it, it's a bug that looks just like a twig. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, okay, Nicole. You think we're bad? Nicole just went south quick. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna read that. <laughs> And Andy, your walking stick at the age of 11 was not considered a walking stick. That thing was considered a weapon. <laughs> All right. As for who the female apparition was... Here it comes. Oh, what the fart? I know, I know. As for who the female apparition was, some believe it was the Lady Blanche... Arundel, who defended the castle while the British Civil War was going on. Old Wardoff Castle was back in four, built back in the 14th century as a luxurious residence with comfortable living quarters and elaborate entertainment. It survived two temps of sieges while owned by the Arundel family. With all of its history, many people do believe that the castle and the grounds around it are haunted. When Twilight Shadows Paranormal conducted an investigation at the location, they heard disembodied voices in the tunnel as well as stones being thrown. Additionally, there are unexplained mist inside the tunnel, and those who were experienced, experienced a disturbing and oppressive presence. The woods are rumored to be exceptionally haunted by a man who defended the castle. People have heard disembodied voices of men coming from the woods and have been witnessed bloodied and bruised apparitions of men in uniform, as well as orbs of light near the tree line. Furthermore, the sounds of men battling and fighting swords clashing and men yelling at each other can be heard on the grounds. Since so many ghosts have allegedly been seen by the castle, it's not surprising that Carol managed to capture one standing behind her in her image. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Now, I've heard, I mean, it's just weird to me that, um, what hello, was the name? Patricia, welcome back. Welcome back. Heather wants to know what the name of the castle was again. Wardoff Castle. 
At least she didn't wait for you to close out the tab. This is true. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, wow, that is wild. All right, hold on one second, guys. Let me open this up. No, I don't want to open the link. I want to open the picture. Come on, Al. Did I freeze up? No, you're still, still going. Okay. There we go. Open image in new tab. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I fixed up my channel. I, I fixed up my channel a bit so I don't look so new. <laughs> <laughs> now, P Patricia's limbs, right? No. No. Which one is that? Who came in the room the other day? What came back under a different name, but it was the same person? I don't know. All right. All right, so here we go. Maybe. Hurry back, Nicole. <laughs> Can you see it? Nope, because I forgot to, as soon as you say nope, I'm like, oh, because I forgot to share it. Someday I'll get, I'll remember how to do this. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out who it was, Patricia. All right, I see a woman with her arm on the wall. What That's the hell Carol, is she looking at here? Right here. Where? Standing like right there at the window, kind of? Yeah. You can see the walking cane right here. Uh, you can't see that? That line that looks like they're peeing in a hole on the ground right there? Oh! Now you see it. Yep. It's on this side of that hole. Yes. Depth, I mean, what do you guys think? Fragmented dust particles. <laughs> those dust particles are intelligent. <laughs> yeah, I can see it now. And it actually looks like it, it, it was in motion, like it was walking. Right. I, at first, I, I was um, too freaky. I, I thought it was like right there, that, that window behind her. And I'm thinking, well, that could have just been because of uh, the light coming in. Right. But then when you focused in on where the feet net were, it was yeah. like, oh, shit, I see it. Yeah, that's good camouflage. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's the thing that's weird is like it's camouflaged in there with the. the I mean that's I you can't I wouldn't call that paradoia exact you know what I mean, there's no way that that's paradoia it's too fragmented. Yeah, to be paradoia in a sees room. I mean, and that's you know. It, but you, you stop and think about it. You know the images that get caught a lot in. 
pictures, right, videos. But nobody ever really takes the time to go back and study them. As they look at them, oh, that was a good picture. Look at that. They're not looking at it. Well, I mean, some paranormal groups do. They really I'm, study. I'm talking about people in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. That, that's what I meant. And he's just septic. Not septic. Skeptic? <laughs> but he's septic. He's got it confirmed. His doctor called him a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you can see the brown walking stick. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an interesting photo. Well, that's why I thought at first, I'm like, what, that thing that looks like it's peeing in a hole? Right. But then when you, you got it closer, it was like, it's on this side of the hole. Yes, I can see it now. Yeah, it kind of came into focus. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those pop-out pictures. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your glasses, stupid? On the wall, I've seen a torso, shoulder, heads between the window and elbows. Yeah. But it's not on the wall. You're yeah. actually looking through it at the wall. It, it was more it's, closer to the camera yes. than it. Yeah. Because it was in front of that hole. It wasn't behind the hole where that I can see yet. Like it would be, um... And that's what I first thought, Freaky Seriously, oh, that thing peeing down that hole or what? <laughs> but then if you really look when she uh, pulled up the end of the walking stick, you could actually see legs where it looked like it was walking. And it's on this side of the hole. Yeah. Only about a foot behind her. Right. Yeah. I tried to do a pop-up card for Nicole, but my lens on the camera wasn't powerful enough. <laughs> Forget Andy, I swear to God, guys. Well, what you need to do then is you strap a magnifying glass to the end of the, the camera lens. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this article, and I wanted to read it. Because I didn't. I kind of skimmed it, but I didn't read it all the way. Oh, this ought to be good, though. No, but I thought it was interesting. I, it's definitely something that I wanted to... Why, thank you for thank the Thank you for the lemons. Who was that? Freaky Geek. Thank you, Freaky Geek, for the lemon. So, more on why some believe that alien greys are taking our souls. Hurry back, Freaky. He's got to go get his tea. So. Oh, my. You're the best. You're the best around. And he says he tried that with loads of magnifying glasses. I'm hoping to borrow the Hubble at some point. <laughs> <laughs> now that's fucking funny. <laughs> that is funny. So in this article stems from one that he did the other day. And from... Alien abductions to extracting souls. So I'm going to read this one first, then we'll get more into the extracting souls part of it. I'm going to release some souls. All right. Lord have mercy. When Whitley Strimmer's communion book was published back in 1987, it became a huge hit. And now, just with UFO research community, but with the entire Swiss public too. Even the mainstream media paid 
the book a great deal of attention, in part due to the fact that Stryber was already a very successful writer of um, thought-provoking horror fiction. 19, his 1978 novel, The Wolfen, for example, was made, to a, made into a successful movie. The massive attention shown to communion was something that ufologists had seldom seen before. If ever, largely the UFO community, see my mouth wants to go in between, hey aliens, how you doing? UFO and UFO, um, community speaks to itself and no one else. Stryber changed all that in practically almost overnight. So that's why, you know, he was good at what he did because the UFO community always, back in the day, like it, it was never talked about when you were either in one community or the other. You were either in the paranormal community, the cryptid community, or the UFO community. And I love that today that we get to talk about everything because that's the type of, I like all those communities. I talk to a lot of people in all those communities and I just, like they used to hate each other. The communities wouldn't talk to each other at all. And it's, yeah, Andy, you did. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think it's great that everybody's talking to one another for the most part. Exactly, Freaky Geek. That's what I'm saying. I used to be a mix, I've always been a mix of crazy too. Exactly. You know. No, I had to go pee, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, whereas most, uh, so it was great that everybody started talking, and I see it more and more today. Not so much as I, uh, you know, the hate is there. Like Thank it you, used to be, you know. So. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Whereas most authors of books on subjects of alien abductions in the 1980s focused solely on the extraterrestrial scientists are here to steal our DNA angle, Stryber did not. Stryber dug deep into the particular issue. However, he certainly did not shy away from some of the far more controversial aspects of his own experiences with what he termed not aliens or extraterrestrials, but as visitors. Did he create the V? That was a creepy show. I used to love that show, though. Do you remember the V? No. The alien visitors? No. They were reptilians? No. This is a good show. He missed out. No, I watched the good ones, like the dinosaurs and shit like that. Whatever. Um, it was the term store used for a very good reason. He was not at all sure that his captors were alien in the way we interpret the word, at least. Perhaps he suggested that they represent something so strange that they are completely beyond our current comprehension. As Stryber noted, the visitors had a deep interest in human soul. That one solitary plant part of us which Billions believe never dies. Not long after communion hit the bookshelf, Stryber revealed that as a result of the phenomenal number of letters he had that had reached him, 
he was able to definitely state that the human soul was linked to abduction puzzle. Hey, Grace, welcome. Hey, Grace. In his 1988 book, Transformation, which was a direct follow-up to communion, Stryber related a number of traumatic encounters involving inductees who felt that the visitors, slash greys, had the ability to extract the immortal human soul from the physical body. Aliens, how you doing? Not only that, they did so on a numerous regular occasion. Stryber received a response from the visitors that offered an explanation for the connection to the soul. They told him two things. First of all, that they recycled souls, which wouldn't after we die and come back, it would be a recycled soul anyway. Well, yeah. Could you be, but it would be a different aspect of our soul. It's not going to be the same exact soul, and you're going to be in a different host body. Right, right. Um, and second, that living on Earth is akin to being in a school in which we are learning, growing, and evolving with every subs subsequent recycling. Kind of like what we do every day of our life anyways. Right. It's a scenario that provokes imagery of some huge, bizarre factory continually dispatching souls into new bodies is almost like a conveyor belt style fashion. Perhaps that's exactly what is afoot. In a strange, near and fable fashion, we have yet to come to grips with or even understand. Which, because our minds, you know, can't understand that. <laughs> exactly. Sarah was not only the only one to come up, come to realize that the alien abduction phenomenon was much weirder than most had imagined, maybe even weirder than most could could imagine. One of them was being Harvard professor John E. Mack, echoing Sturber's words to a notable degree. Mack said that of the many and varied abductees he has helped cons consoled, some felt that the entities were in, they encountered were nothing less than stole, soul stealers. And that's maybe, hey, Grace, I think I said hi to both you and aliens. How no, you guys doing? you didn't say hi to aliens, but you said hi to Grace. I thought I said hi to aliens before before you came back. They came in the room before you came back. Bullcrap, because I was sitting here when they came in. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and maybe that's why, like, some of these demonic people feel that these demonic hauntings are like that. They get that feeling. Yeah, I mean... Uh, in the technical term, yes, freaky greys are aliens. <laughs> but I mean, I wonder if that's why people get that feeling that they're. De it's, I feel a demonic presence. Well, maybe it's that energy from that. But that doesn't necessarily make it a demonic presence, though. Right. No, I know that, but I mean. I'm just saying that feeling like people say, oh, it's demon that's there, and it's not really. It's a, it could be a gray. In his Passport to the Cosmos book, Mac described the story of an alien abductee named Greg. 
In Mac's own words, Greg told me that the terror of his encounter with certain reptilian beings was so intense that he feared being separated from the soul. If I was, if I were to be separated from my soul, I would not have any sense of being. I think all my consciousness would go. I would cease to exist. But the the human soul never ceases to exist. Right, but he's saying the alien's trying to steal the soul. So if they steal a soul out of a body, he's not going to, he's, this is just a shell. That's what I'm saying. That, right. That the soul itself will never cease to exist. Right. Because it's made saying, of nothing but matter, atoms, and energy. Right, but what he's saying is he was fearful that the, the aliens were going to steal. Suck out the souls. Right. Exactly, Pat, Patricia. Definitely. Sorry. I have two Patricks that come in here, so once I look right at your name real quick, I, I think that, so I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, higher intelligence doesn't mean demonic. That's so true. But a lot of people get that feeling. Oh, uh, what the fuck? I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, here it comes again. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> In yesterday, since in yesterday's article, I wrote about the following concerning soul-stealing aliens and UFOs. Stryber received a response from the visitor that offered an explanation for their connection to the soul. They told him two things. First of all, that they recycle souls. And second, that living on Earth is to be, in, like it said, being in school. So kind of like what Freaky brought up earlier, though. Um, they force you to... Force you into another host body? You don't have a choice. Like, uh, what the? I don't want to go back. I know it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back. Right. But it sounds like you have no choice. Right. Um. It says, uh, "It's a scenario that provokes imagery of some huge, bizarre, continually dispatching old souls into new bodies, like you had said." Hi, Pammy. Hey, Pammy. It's why they say when somebody looks into your eyes and says, wow, you have an old soul. They recognize that your soul is really that old. Right. So he said, now, now let's look at further examples of this phenomenon that terrifies some and has others living in it. I can't wait to go type scenario. It's hard surprising it's hardly surprising taking into consideration that the soul stealing angle of the abduction phenomenon that some researchers have suggested that the visitors are far less extraterrestrial based and far more demonic in nature. And that's what we were just talking about. Moving on, there's a saga of a man called Howard Menger. He was a well-known member of the elite club known as the Contactees decades ago. They are the ones who maintain that they have been contacted, sometimes in person and in other occasions in mind-to-mind -mind situation by benevolent space brothers from faraway worlds. In the mid-50s, so Menger claimed that his alleged alien friends told him that not only were they positive and negative non-human entities right here on Earth, but that our planet was a battlefield for nothing less than men's minds and souls. Does that mean like they're fighting for power? 
um, reign supreme kind of thing. Right. Moving on, in October of 73, a significant UFO encounter occurred in the night sky of Mansfield, Ohio. It involves the crew of the U.S. Army and Reserve helicopter that briefly witnessed, at very close quarters, a large gray-colored cylinder-shaped object. In the wake of the encounter, something very strange happened. The crew was quietly contacted by government sources that asked of a lot of intriguing questions that they are central to the theme of this chapter. Sergeant John Healy, one of the crew members, later said as time would go by, the Pentagon would call us up and ask us, well, has this incident happened to you since the occurrence? And in the two of the instances that I recall, what they questioned me was, number one, have I ever dreamed of body separation? And I have. I've dreamed that I was dead in my bed and my spirit or whatever was floating, looking down at me lying dead in the bed. Then there, and that was it. Really? Well, body separation almost sounds scary because it's almost sounding like you're getting dismembered. Yeah, right. So he he dreamed that he was dead in the bed and that his spirit, whatever, was floating, looking down, lying dead in the bed. Okay. Why is he giving me a hard time today? Oh. No, but you're keeping me from goddamn food. <laughs> <laughs> then there was an intriguing story of Paul Isby, the author of UFOs and Christian. And the Christian. Just one year ago before the Second World War broke just one year before the Second World War broke out in nineteen thirty nine, um by alias Eric, who died in two thousand ten, went down with a various a very serious case of malaria. So serious that it was for a while. I don't think Ron's here. I think everybody's reading that Ron is her uh, string boss. String boss. I, I have not seen Ron come in the room, and I haven't. Well, I don't know if he can sub or uh, moon yet, but yeah. So seriously, um, he went through this so serious that he was in that life or death situation. It was while in this limbo-like state that Inglesby had a frightening dream. Years later, he recalled how it all went down. It was an undetermined time in the Earth's future, and UFO-like crafts were soaring across the fire and smoke-filled skies of our ruined radioactive planet and launching nuclear missiles in our, our major cities, killing billions and causing planet-wide destruction. The UFO were not piloted by extraterrestrials, though, but by demonic entities whose goal was to suck out the souls of those killed in the fiery inferno, which was rapidly overwhelming the earth and just about everything on it. For Ingsulby, it was quite literally a wake-up call. The malaria cleared up, Ingsulby, he came out of his unconscious state, and he spent the rest of his life pursuing a career in the church and warning people to avoid UFO issues. Now, I've had those not so i've had dreams of ufos like destroying cities i never i was always scared in the dream but okay. i was never harmed so you, you you're kind of looking at it in in, in the aspect of uh 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 the movie of fucking will smith independence day 
Like they they were coming to destroy Earth or something. Kinda, yeah. Okay, but you hear time and time again that's uh, not what they're here for. Right. But the media and that puts that fear in you because they want to maintain control. Um, Patricia, we've seen some pretty weird stuff up here in Alaska that you know really can't be explained. Um, I'm not gonna say it was UFO. I can definitely we can definitely tell you it wasn't a damn star. Uh, but you know, I'm not gonna confirm or deny that I've seen one. I've never seen. Yeah, we did. When? We looked out in the, in the trailer. It's weird. It's weird that everything that, like, I don't know if this is a, how to explain this, but, like, when we're together and weird shit happens, like, majorly weird, like the trumpet. Well, not only that. And, uh, like, this UFO the, thing. The and, guy that fucking glitched in the Matrix. you never seen that. You were sitting right next to me. Yeah, stuff like that. When we're together, I don't recall that. Like, I don't, re like, I remember hearing the trumpets when I lived in Batavia when you were up here. But I heard them in Warsaw. We heard them together in Warsaw, I can say, but I don't remember that memory. Yeah, we, we were both sitting there in the living room. Or if we saw something weird in the trailer or the camper out back, I don't remember that memory. But you remember seeing it at that point in time. Right, obviously, but I don't remember. I don't have that recollection. That guy. That, so what that, the hell does that mean? That is glitch, Eddie the alien, and he's the one fucking with my brain. That glitch in the matrix. The guy was just across the street, and, and we were standing right there having a cigarette. And I was like, "What the fuck was that?" When I seen it happen, you were standing right there. Yeah, but with, when when it comes to glitches in the matrix, I believe that you're. You'll, whoever is supposed to see it is supposed to see it. You're not supposed to see it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I w you were intended to see it. I was not. Okay. And, and you know what? They, actually, that could be. Somehow, in some way, they, they just erased the memories of, of that the moments. Not all of her memories. No. But just memories of that specific moment. Yeah. But why? Then that's the thing. If they were doing that, seriously. Seriously, I mean... If they were doing that, why would they not, like, with the trumpet blaring, why would they wipe out the one where I'm with Eddie, but not the one in Batavia? So many questions. See, this is why I talk to you guys. <laughs> I just find it weird that I can remember these, uh, uh, abnormalities that have happened around us i can't say you know it's paranormal i can't i can't prove it right and, and i'll tell you one thing the first oh go ahead sorry all i can say is what i've seen and what's happened to me maybe and, and that doesn't mean you have to take my word for it you know right well no i when you tell me stuff like that i can tell by your eyes because you get you're still at that stage where you get freaked out about a lot of things, so... I'm well past that well, now, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> it, so I can tell by your eyes. That's when I talk to somebody, 
that's been through something like this. That's how I, I can tell. Swamp gas. Yes. It's always the freaking swamp gas. Now, I know when I seen this guy, the glitch in the Matrix, I, I looked right at it happening, and it was like, what the fuck is that? And for those that have never heard his story... We were sitting there, we're on the front porch, we're having a cigarette, and, and we're right near one of the main roads. Could be, Heather. And this guy was walking up the sidewalk uh, on the other side of the street by the bank, and I just happened to look up, and just as I looked up, his he was in stride, but he stopped, and his, and his leg all of a sudden, like, three times just kind of glitched. And on that third one, he just, he went right back into stride, and it was just like... What the fuck just really happened? And if it was a, if anybody was to try that. I'm trying to avoid a fucking Charlie horse right now. Oh, oh boy. Anybody tried to, like. You would have fell. You would have fell. You know, it was just, just says, you know, when somebody is being genuine, when you had a similar encounter in some cells. Yes. And that's what's great about when I talk to people is, Patricia, is because I'm an empath, so I, I. I can, when I'm, I have to be very careful of my own feelings with, and other people's, even if I'm watching like a documentary, because when people, that's why I can understand people a lot, is because when they're telling me the story, I can actually feel it and see them go through it. Yeah, all right? He's got a Charlie. No, I'm trying to avoid it from happening, but it's, it's, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Just be careful. He won't listen to me about drinking water or eating bananas. Fuck you. You don't do either one. I know that. So practice what you preach. <laughs> so it's like, um, I can understand. I can feel it happening as they're telling me it, which is great, really. Shut up. Don't, Heather, don't talk about Sherry Lewis or anything like that. We don't want to hear nothing. A lot, Freaky Geek, yes. Um, <laughs> we don't want to hear nothing about the, you know, song that never ends. Welcome back, Mo. That's the one they play on the never ending story. No. It's a joke. Oh, okay. So never ending story, song that never ends. Right. <laughs> that's okay Heather she's like sorry Shadow <laughs> we don't want that stuck in Missy's head all day because <laughs> then I'll have to go around the hotel and sing it and then people are going to yell at me hey Active how are ya welcome welcome yeah it's like hey all yeah sometimes you have to stand back to protect yourself Moon or quickly cleanse and protect. See, that's the thing. That's the thing with me, Active. I Even in 30 years of being around this stuff, I've never protected myself. I've never um, done a protection spell. Never done, I've never done any of that stuff. Because I, I want to be fully aware of what's going on. But everybody says I'm well protective. Because I've never had any negative experience. I'm lucky that way, I guess. Fucking be gone. Fucking be gone. <laughs> if you just came in, Eddie's trying to fight off a Charlie horse. Both legs now. Both legs? 
Lamal, what? Well, I, would, I, I shouldn't have said that because if that is that in Dutch, <laughs> did I just say a bad word? Just remember Lynch. Oh! See? Is it in your upper? See where my hand's pushing? Okay. Uh-uh. Exactly, Patricia, yeah. Well, that was weird. It went away? It shot right through and it was done. That's weird. Oh, my God. Okay, let's try Well, I again. didn't know what you guys were saying, you and Andy, <sighs> with the L word, so I didn't know if it was a swear <laughs> word. You made me swear in, like, Dutch or something. <laughs> These are not motherfucking high heel goddamn shoes. <laughs> and they ain't even on my fucking feet. Now, you want to call me Bigfoot, there's a good reason to call me fucking Bigfoot. There you go. <laughs> but, um... But again, yeah, no, we don't want the phone number either, Heather. I saw that. Um, to me, that's that's why, and that's where that's the stem of me thinking that um, the way I believe uh, that we all create our own worlds, that's where that came from because of the fact that you know, thirty years of being you know around this field and studying this field and just researching a lot um i've never had like i said i've never had anything has has it scared me yes the human portion of me right <laughs> it's i'm not i'm human i'm gonna jump scare that's you know that's and i jump scare with people looking you know knowing that um but i don't i don't uh The way I look at spirits and aliens and all that in cryptids is basically they were here way before I was. So who am I to invade their world? Um, and that's I believe they're reason. around all the time. It's but that's not... how we feel, too, about the fucking animals up here. Right. Up, up here, you guys got to understand, this is this is a, a bear country, period. And, and people get attacked all the time, and they don't understand you're invading their their territory. It's not they're invading ours. Right. And we keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And once they get into a corner, what happens? They have nowhere else to go but come back forward. Right. No, uh, thanks, thanks, Mo. Yeah, I mean, that Thank was... Thank you, Patricia. Yes, she said he went to potassium, drink Gatorade, or eat a banana. That had to have been the fastest... Um, Charlie Horse, though, I mean, I was fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, and all of a sudden it just hit, and within 10 seconds it passed through my leg and I was good. Right. Actus said, um, okay, say, for example, reading then, and there's a question, would you cleanse your, cleanse after the person to reset yourself? No, because I'm in, I feel that I am constantly in the neutral state. Um, what are they asking if, if when the, the after keyword, a reading the keyword which is it queer no a question if they asked a question oh because they just say q and then right a bunch of no after they ask a question or whatnot to clear the energies i don't so like one more reading cards is right. there, no and if some some spirits want to hang about they can they're allowed to yeah, no problem, activity. Sorry, it got, took me a minute to get back to it. I had it scrolled there because I knew I wanted to answer that. But um, that's, And that's the way 
I live my life. It's, you know. I don't feel like I've been, I'm not going to say cursed. I, I don't feel like I've been attached to when I read. I feel that they just use me for that message and then they go on their way. Right. You know what it could be too also is that I, I look at things differently to where my spirit guides do all the work or my higher self. Um, however you want to look uh, at it. After said, not a question. Laugh out loud. No, like standing in a queue. Oh, like standing in a queue. Got you. Okay. Like in a queue. In line. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just, all right. Well, either way, it's the same So, so basically, <laughs> do, do you cleanse yourself after one reading before you go into another reading? Right, right. And I never have. And in the way I look at it, like I said, they come in, I get the message, I say the message, and, and they're on their way. But I also look at it, too, as, as a lot of times, same with my dousing rods. When I'm using my dousing rods, no other spirit, I mean, they could, I don't know, I would never know, right? Because I can't see them. But um, touches my dousing rods, but my spirit guides are my higher self. So, to me, it's my guides or higher self doing all the work. And just bringing the info to me, if that makes sense. Simply so pain for shadow. Shadow ain't the one that had pain. <laughs> Believe me, I have enough. I go through worse Charlie horse with on top of my feet than anything. But I do pretty good trying to hold my pain from your empathy. Right, active. We all do work differently, though. Exactly. And that's why I, and anybody, that's why, um, oh. that's why I accept everybody's beliefs. Because I believe, like, how I explain it is, I don't believe in a heaven or a hell. Okay? So when I pass on, I'm going to go to where I believe exists. Exists, right? Where somebody who Hawaii. believes, yeah, Hawaii, um, somebody believes in heaven and hell, they have that choice. Does that make sense of when they pass on? They're going to go where they believe they deserve to go. I'm doing good, Mo. Thank you for asking. How Does are you? Does that make sense? Freaky Geek said, no, I had the pains for you. Oh, okay. I avoided you getting the leg cramp. Gotcha. Gotcha. See what kind of fucking hey, guy Jennifer I am? Lee. Who? Jennifer Lee. Where's she? Where? Where? Oh, there. Hi, Jennifer Lee. <laughs> Jack's actually moving kind of quick. I know. I'm trying to scroll up to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And, and you're right, Nicole. It is very amazing to hear different views from other people, and, and especially people from different nationalities, different cultures, different yes. countries. Yes. Who is that? Freaky? Thank you, Freaky Geek. That was Freaky that sent to London, right? Um, I didn't see, but I believe so. Thank you, Freaky Geek. But, yeah, it, it, and it's amazing on how different, but how similar they are all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe that everybody um, creates their own world. We so, like, if you're, if you're, if you think, and I think that's why, and I think a lot of um, spirits-wise in these haunted places are 
we're keeping the energy there. We're creating tulpas because of the fact that, you know, if I go into a building to thinking that it's all negative, yeah then it's gonna be negative i'm gonna have this scary experience do you know what i mean does that make sense well freaky you need 30 more lemons for a diamond does he have to have the lemons or spend the lemons i don't get it exactly active we all know ultimately what's best for us You can answer my question, but... Um, no, you have to have lemons to spend lemons. All right, all right. Uh, Freaky Geek, jump over to D-Live and start chatting up. The more you chat on D-Live, the better your chances are more lemons. He knows how he, it works. Well, then don't complain that you need 30 more to get your ass over there. Anyway. <laughs> but Tony Water, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's right active. Everybody's throwing out different ideas how to cure fucking muscle cramps and this and that. I get that, but a Charlie horse isn't a normal cramp. It's created by a nerve that runs through there, and it wants to lock everything up at one time. And just to comment to the tonic water with so many different fucking flavors out anymore, tonic water actually isn't that bad anymore. It depends on what flavor you buy. <laughs> Nicole says, Andy is atheist. I am Catholic. I had a few... See, I know a few things on Hindu religion and Krishna. It's interesting to me. Yes, I, I it's, yeah, I also. Well, I you're, also, you're what, you're. And agree to disagree with me. Yeah, exactly. You're Catholic? Uh, I mean, well. No, I, it, I was raised but, uh, Episcopalian. Episcopalian, and I'm born again Baptist. But I. But we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But I've also, uh. I haven't been Episcopalian for a long time. Like, I don't pra practice Episcopalian. Um, I've been a witch since I was 16 years old. I believe in nature and spirits and all that. I'm more more or less um, Native American-type feelings. They want to talk about uh, reincarnation, and, 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 and I understand what Andy's saying, how you might have to meet with the elders and that and everything else. But my belief on being reborn i'm not going to say reincarnation because reincarnation means you can come back as anything right so my thought of being reborn is from day one when you're born you are here to do a purpose and that's and that's what you have to do before your 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 physical shell expires and if you haven't completed that 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 uh mission Mm -hmm. is what causes you to come back again whether you be male or female or whatever this time but you're still back to do that 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 mission and you will keep coming back until that mission is completed right and that's what you believe definitely and that's what i said yeah, yeah.